what matters? If you had a magic wand, what would you what would you change? What would you shift? And what really matters? Of all of this stuff that either is or isn't working, what matters most to you? Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. Hey listener, welcome to another episode of The Found Podcast. Today I sit down with Whitney Kinney and we discuss all the things you guys and honestly, I could just make this introduction like a series of sound bites from the episode because she had so many good messages, not only for those of you listening right now on the other side of the speaker, but also so many things that I took in as, okay, I need to do this. This is my next step. Now, Whitney shares with us some tactical tips for finding more intention, more fulfillment, and more alignment with our purpose not just in our careers, but also in our career with family life, our family life with our community life. And she and her husband, Shane, are truly on a mission to help people no matter their age, their season, their industry, whether they are self-employed or in the corporate space, no matter if they want to pursue a new career, a new job, or just find more intention right where they are. Whitney and Shane, and as you'll hear in today's interview, their process that they take their clients through really helps individuals find fulfillment, whatever fulfillment means to that person specifically. And through things like leadership development, career coaching, and just their process of establishing what exactly you're on a mission for, what's working, what's not working, what is that next step in that next season that you're pursuing. Today's interview with Whitney really does go all the way from high level to drilling down to tactical tips that you can apply immediately after you listen to this episode. And not only will you get a lot of education from today's interview, but I know that you will hear a professional who truly cares about all things career, family, faith, and personal growth in Whitney Kinney. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to today's guest, Whitney Kinney. Whitney, welcome to the Found Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Molly. It's great to get to connect. Whitney and I, I can't even remember how we originally came to be connected. It's been for years, but this is the first time our podcast listeners are 
maybe even being introduced to you. So why don't I give it over to you to tell us who you are, where you're at and what you do? Yeah, I think I heard you. Were you on Stacy McCracken's podcast at one point? There you go. Yes. Yeah, I Stacey. think, I, okay. think I, I remember hearing you talk about your business. Uh, so I am a career and leadership coach. I'm in my hometown of Clinton, Missouri. I'm actually sitting in the room that was my nursery when I was a baby. And now it's my office. I know, like details that we never could have um, plotted out on, you know, a five or 10 year plan. But I serve clients across the country. Um, I came to be in this very accidentally. I never set out to own a business, but about six years ago when our oldest was a baby, we were still living two hours from one set of grandparents and four hours from the other set of grandparents. And so you know how it is. You have children and you're like, man, things start to shift what Mm -hmm. matters and where you are. And we just really realized we wanted to put down roots in rural Missouri and be next to grandparents. So uh, we made a transition and that naturally meant looking at what kinds of careers that my husband Shane and I were going to have. And so I had been helping people do resumes and cover letters. I worked on campus for three years in career services for the College of Ag, Food and Natural Resources before I was a mom. And so I had the skill set to help people find jobs and make career changes. And I would have alumni reach out to me and say, hey, I don't have anybody to help me with this. Is this something I could pay you to do? And so it very much started out as a hobby that is now a um, (laughs) very active business. And Shane and I are constantly amazed just at the um, the number of people that we get a chance to help make their own big transitions like we were able to and um, the trajectory of what started out as just a few people a year is now a great list of clients. So it's great to be able to talk to you as a fellow business owner and um, just dive into topics that are important to both of us, I know, as leaders in our industry. Whitney, this is like so fascinating to me. I love hearing origin stories of especially women in business and hearing how these little like nudges at the corners of our brains end up turning into these larger than we ever could have dreamed of businesses that are supporting our families, that are contributing to others, that are helping our communities grow. And your story is just so in line with that. And I think about the ripple effect that happens when you meet with one client and then how that impacts all of the people that are in that sphere of influence beyond that person. And it's just so incredible that from rural Missouri, your home nursery, you're able to have this really large impact. And thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Yeah, I love the ripple effect is one of those visuals that I lean into a lot because I do think about, you know, if I'm able to help a client, maybe they're a mom or a dad, they are able to have a ripple effect in their home with their spouse and with their kids and what impact that can have on the next generation. But then also the work that they're doing outside of their home and the impact they can have in their community. Yeah, I love, love, love the ripple effect. And Um, I often laugh because I have, I call myself a leadership coach and I'm helping professionals through their leadership journey. I remember when I was about four, my dad used to say, show some leadership. And I was at Dairy Queen with him and he 
when I wanted ice cream, he said, go, you can go order, show some leadership. And that became the statement that he said day in and day out to me all throughout my childhood. And even when I was in college, if I would call him and I would have, you know, a challenge, he would, he would turn that back and say, okay, show some leadership. And so, I mean, that's a ripple effect in itself and proof. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm a mom of littles, I'm thinking, okay, what are those integral messages that I can share with my kids to help, you know, form these foundations within them so that they are willing to show some leadership or uh, be kind or, you know, always make the friendly decision, whatever those things are. Um, yeah, our ripple effects are really important and they're going to make a lasting difference well beyond the span of our lifetime. Oh, I love that show some leadership mantra. That is yeah, so impactful, obviously in your story, but I think there was a just a few weeks ago, I was contacted by our local university. Well, not so local, like a, an hour and a half from here. But anyway, they <laughs> when you live rural, <laughs> yeah, an that's hour and a half that is far. local, right? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I knew you'd understand. Yes. Um, but they had contacted me about um, a leadership event that they had, so we went back and forth about me being part of it. And it's so funny because. I think that for some of us who are natural leaders, we might not identify leadership as a quality in ourselves, but in what you were talking about, like showing leadership isn't always some big, bold move. Sometimes leadership is just taking a step that is a little bit different than what your comfort zone would tell you to take. Or sometimes leadership is standing alongside someone as they are in struggle. And so I think that show some leadership mantra is a message that we can all internalize today and maybe jot it down in the corner of your little planner, put it on the background of your phone. I know we will put it on the socials so that you guys can save it. But I think that is, that is such a message that I want everybody to like pause with and take away from this time today. Yeah. And I think a question that you can ask is, what is leadership? in my life and and where do i have leadership titles right so as a parent i am leading my kids in the day to day right and so if i can look at those responsibilities as leadership opportunities they become opportunities more than challenges right and so um it kind of fits into also, you know, keeping that positive mindset that our kids are blessings and not burdens, right? So if we look at our family role, like what leadership responsibility we have within our family, we can really change the um, direction and the path for years and years. I always think about, um, I heard our preacher say one time that as a mom, I'm like the thermostat in my home. And so I, I set the temperature and that applies to leadership within the home, leadership in an office or with a team, but we have the ability to set the temperature. And even if we don't feel like we have authority over a team, if we're a team member and we are not technically the official leader of a team, 
we certainly get a chance to influence the people around us in an informal way. And so we can control the emotions and the energy that we bring to a team, regardless of what our title is. So I think the question is, you know, where do I, where can I have influence and where can I have leadership in the teams or family that I'm a part of? I think that's a great question. And I love that you're tying in beyond just the workplace, tying in leadership holistically to all areas, because as you and I know, every woman, we primarily have female listeners here, but every woman has so many titles and so many roles that she fulfills. And I think that it's so important that we start to see the integration of these roles rather than the compartmentalization of them as it maybe used to be years and years ago. And I really do feel that the way that we are approaching work and our careers in this day and age is changing. I think that people do want to integrate these different areas. I think they want flexibility. I think they want to be able to have some control over their time. Is this something that you see with your clients too? Is there anything that you can bring to that from your experience as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think integration is such a perfect word for it. Um, Shane and I will also use the words alignment or harmony uh, because, yeah, I think those roles have traditionally felt like they've been competing, right? So that's why when, you know, six years ago when I became a full-time stay-at-home mom, it felt like there was this tension between having been a full-time working mom to now I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom. And then as I built this business and became this um, work-from-home and stay-at-home mom, right? Like just the integration of who we are and what we do and what our purpose is, is so much more beautiful than the competition of um, those roles that we've seen in the past. So I love using the word alignment. And what I'm finding is as generations change, we are, as professionals, culturally, we are starting to look at our work as one piece of the puzzle and not the entire puzzle, right? So um, I use my parents' generation for an example, and they are loyal, so loyal to their organization that they work for and to the role that they've had. Uh, Both of my parents spent 30 years with the same organization in the same community, right? And they truly lived to work. Uh, Even now, my dad is in his mid-60s and I joke about retirement with him and I don't know that he actually wants to retire (laughs) because he enjoys work so much. And This isn't to say that our generation or younger generations don't enjoy work, but we are more likely to dedicate our lives to a broader purpose where work, again, is that one piece of the puzzle. And um, we're also considering what our family dynamics look like or what service outside of work can look like. But at the end of the day, We want those things to be integrated or aligned in a way that we're headed in the same direction. So yeah, I have most of my clients are coming to me 
uh, or Shane and they're saying this job was a good fit for me in X season, but in this season, life has shifted and I need to make a change now. And so they are looking more holistically, like you said, um, to find professions and roles that they can transition into that will better serve their overall picture of what they want life to look like. I can so identify with the story of your family. I also have parents who have been with workplaces for going on. My dad is going to be, I think before he retires, he'll be at his company for 40 years. My mom has been with the same company for 30. And I agree with you that as we saw our parents doing these things, it is so it's such a gift for them to be able to have that legacy, to have that long lasting commitment. But I do think that our learnings from that generation is that it's okay to change and that we, as the next generation coming up, they wanted us to have a little more freedom of choice and that ability to shift through seasons. And I love that you incorporated this discussion on the seasonality of life. Because like in your story and in mine too, there are different things that work when you're a full-time working mom versus a stay-at-home mom versus a stay-from-home working mom. Life is different in each of these stages. And as children age, as you age, you are going to want different things and you are going to need different things in your daily schedule. And having someone like yourself and like your husband, Shane, to come to and get support as you're feeling these feelings as a professional is such a gift. So let me pivot just slightly. When a client comes to you and they say, I'm feeling this, this tension, I'm feeling like there is something there. I'm not quite to it, but I know that there's a change happening soon. When someone approaches you with an inquiry, what is your first steps with that client to kind of start unpacking and helping them with either leadership or career development? Absolutely. Um, so when we first get connected with a client, we'll right away set up a call and um, we will dive into what exactly is it that is feeling difficult or where are you feeling stuck? And from there, we're able to give next steps of activities that can help clarify and find direction. So really we start with a reflection process. And so some people are really naturally great at reflection. And so they may be able to hit the ground running because they've already (laughs) journaled themselves into details that will help give them clear next steps. Um, But most people need accountability in the reflection process because we have 90 other things that are taking precedent in our to-do list or in our schedules. And so having that accountability of a coaching call on your schedule will most likely keep you committed to the 30 minutes or the hour of reflection that you need to be able to dig through. So if this is somebody who's listening right now, you know, some of the questions we start with is like, what, what is working? You know, like, let's name the things that are working for you right now. And most importantly, what isn't working? Usually people can come up with the what isn't working much more quickly. And um, then we start to ask questions and dig into, okay, what matters? If you had a magic wand, what what would you change? What would you shift? 
And what really matters of all of this stuff that either is or isn't working, what matters most to you? And so from those questions, honestly, one of the um, first activities we will do dives into core values. And when Shane and I talk about values, um, we joke and say, we probably have all had a sign in our kitchen that says like faith, friends and food or live, laugh, love, or, you know, like Mm -hmm. these things that declare um, something that matters to us, right? Um, These words that we feel are foundational to us or our family or our home. But when we talk about values with our clients, we want them to begin to take action. And so the word faith isn't enough. We need to dial into what's the action that represents that value in your, in your life. Um, for example, so integrity, integrity as a word is a word, but as a value in my life, that is me saying I'm a mom who does what I say I will do. So that's how integrity becomes an action-based statement or a value that I can actually point to. Is that true? Or is that not true? So we walk clients through that process because without really being able to lean into core values. When we make a career change, for example, we might just be jumping ship from one burning chaos to another one, right? And we've all heard the grass is always greener. It's very easy to justify a career change when you're miserable where you are and everything else looks better. But what Shane and I want our clients to be able to do is to make sound transitions so that they don't find themselves discontent in, you know, six months or two years and having to go through the process again. So um, that values activity is one that I was going to offer to anybody who's listening. So I'll be sure to um, get the link so you can have it in the show notes. We will definitely add that to the show notes because I feel like this is something that at, at any point, whether we are part of a larger corporation or we are our own self-employed entrepreneurs, or we have a small team, there are going to be parts or seasons, again, where you do go through this feeling of discontent. And to exactly what you walked through, it's a matter of assessing what is working and what is not working. And I found that in these seasons of discontent, sometimes the hardest thing that we can do is start with asking the question, well, what do I want? I think it's better to start with what you guys are asking about what's working, what's not working, because that what do I want can be so expansive that sometimes it gets hard to answer. But first looking at what's in front of you and saying, okay, here's what I did today. These are the things that I did with ease that felt really good at the end. And these are the things that I procrastinated on. These are the things that I felt bogged down in the process of. And that can be the things that you note as you pursue this transition and aligning those with values and actions. I think that's a hundred percent because we can say all day long that our value is family. And I've done this before too, where I'm like, okay, I can say that I really value time with my family, but if I am constantly saying just one more minute and sitting at my desk, That is not in alignment of my actions with my values. And so I love that you take all of this into the early stages of working with a client. 
so you can support them and help them make the best decision out there. Absolutely. You know, um, I, my, one of my thoughts was how many days as a business owner, have you thought, "Mm, do I really want to be doing this? Because I have that thought, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, and as a career coach, and I've been doing this for more than 10 years at this point, I learned very early, mainly in my first job, I worked in public relations in agriculture, loved my job, thought it was a dream job, and then realized dream jobs don't exist. And that's because it's still work. There's still going to be something on your to-do list that you don't enjoy. And so if you let, you know, the 20% of the days that don't go great, if you're asking yourself on those days, what do I want? You probably want to throw in the towel because that can be sometimes how it feels, right? And there have been times where I've thought, oh, should I just, should I just be a stay-at-home mom again? Right. Because mm-hmm. that was such a I I loved that season. And but my family needs us to be outwardly supporting clients. And um, so this is just fully transparent, like obviously like showing you the behind the filter of if you catch yourself on the wrong day asking, what do I want can be misleading. Because mm-hmm. our desires sometimes are driven, when they're driven by our emotions, they sometimes are not trustworthy. And so that's where those values are so important because I have my four core values written on my bedroom wall. And then I have bullet points underneath them of how I show up in those values, those action-based statements. And um, one of my core values is growth. And that's where helping clients grow shows up. And so when I can refer back to, okay, I got to get regrounded in my values. And I look at that, I'm reminded that, you know, business might've felt difficult today or in this season, but this is rooted and connected to the values that I hold as a person. And so that's where um, it keeps you committed when otherwise you might want to be in a fight or flight situation with your work. I think all of this is so important because especially in this modern social media, and I say that with like an obvious, like this is ironic because I'm in social media myself, but I do feel like social media sometimes feeds into the concept that there are these dream jobs out there. And when you are self-employed, you get to make all the rules and it can be this beautiful thing. And while it can be, I think to your point, there are still days where you might be thinking, I wonder who's hiring (laughs) or like, you know, (laughs) there might be days when you're like, gosh, it was so much easier when I could just like sit on the couch or whatever. We all have like grass is always greener moments, but I do think it's important to share the raw, honest, unfiltered version too, so that people know that regardless of what your work situation is. And honestly, I'm speaking from a place of extremely being privileged and having the flexibility of being able to work from home. But I really do feel that like, if we root ourselves into this larger purpose, this bigger vision, it can keep us facing forward instead of being so nose down that all you can see is what's happening immediately. And then therefore you're in that emotional fight or flight mode. And so I love that tip of having those core statements and then your actions that support that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that a phenomenon that 
we battle as people is we get into autopilot and we, we are nose deep in whatever is happening that day. And we can't even think forward to a couple of days from now because we're so busy and without a lot of margin or space to be able to breathe. And so we might spend years in a certain flight pattern before we look up and realize, wait, was that the direction I wanted to go? And so, yeah, I think that perspective, um, whenever I speak to groups, especially to college students, I always show them a picture that I took over um, the Rocky Mountains last fall on my way home from a speaking event, because I just want to give them the gift of 30,000 feet up where you're doing sort of an overview of life and identifying what matters because all of the little things add up when you're down here on the ground. But when you can get up above, um, you're more likely to point your life in the direction that you really want to go. And ultimately that's what started Shane and I in the first place was we had a baby and we were thinking, where do we want her to go to high school? And we knew that we didn't want it to be in the suburban area that we were in. And so if it wasn't there, it was going to be somewhere in the country. So that, I mean, it was looking at our life, what our life choices needed to be much more than our career choices. And I, I want to give professionals permission to not put everything into their career, because I think that's the answer to the peace and contentment that we're all seeking. And it comes back full circle to that discussion of the holistic nature of what we're looking at today, having all right. of those pieces really integrate. Um, you said a couple of things here that I want to dig into just a little bit deeper. So you mentioned that you were sharing this story with a group of students on your way back. It was a photo that was taken on the way from a speaking event. So tell me a little bit about the part of your business that allows you to go and do these speaking events. And how did that come to be? Yeah, you know, I'm not actually sure how it <laughs> came <laughs> to be. I guess I was just talking about it enough online that people in my network, uh, mostly through LinkedIn, who were planning events for professionals and wanting to uh, hear messages um, about this work-life alignment and how to live and work based on your values, they decided that they wanted somebody like me to talk to them. So um, it's not really a glamorous story, but I think I was in front of three audiences last year um, across the nation. So that was fun. I am excited to be able to, yeah, be traveling to different states and uh, Shane and I actually this year so far have been in front of two audiences um, with State Farm Bureau organizations with their young ag professionals. And it has been such a gift. I honestly think it is amazing how God works because it was never in our plan that he would be part of this business with me. It was always Whitney Kinney Consulting and WhitneyKinney.com and Honestly, I didn't ever want my name to be a URL. And so that was a funny <laughs> process too. Um, and so now, now we're like going through the growing pain of, okay, so it's obviously more than just Whitney Kinney. So what will that look like eventually? But um, it's been a blessing because he is 
incredible. Um, he is a, just a really good thought leader. He loves nuance. And so, and he loves research and two of his top five talent themes in Clifton Strengths are relator and developer. So honestly, he is a more natural coach even than I am. And um, so as we have spoken to audiences together, it has been awesome because I am 90 miles a minute. Let's just go, go, go. And I have to, as a speaker, settle into a pace because I just get so excited and Mm -hmm. energetic. And he is laid back and calm and peaceful. And it is just awesome to be able to work together on these kinds of messages because we are, you know, we're in front of couples and individuals and like an audience of men and women. And I think it's nice, especially for male professionals to see a male also give this message, because I think as women, we're used to hearing a woman have a pretty feminine message around, it's okay, you know, live out your purpose, be confident in that. But when a man says, and this is Shane's story, when he says, you know, I traveled sometimes 50 to 70% of time in January through March, because that's meeting season for Mm -hmm. agriculture. When he says that wasn't okay and I wanted to spend more time home with my kids, that resonates with other dads in the room because it's no longer the mom saying, I wanted to spend more time with my kids and everyone's saying, yeah, that makes sense. It's a dad giving other dads permission to choose their family over their career trajectory. And um, so it's an honor for me. Obviously, I'm thankful he made that choice because um, that impacts my lived experience too here at home. But it's been awesome to be able to share that together. Thank you for bringing that in because that was my next follow-up question was about the story of Shane and his career and his leadership journey too. And the threads and the themes I keep pulling out of the stories you're sharing are what I think are your core values, like the growth, because I hear about you speaking at these events with other people so you can share growth. And then you're leading in your own growth stories, yours separately from Shane's, but also your growth journey together, not only as a husband and wife, but also as now business partners and making these decisions that along the way are bringing people alongside you, showing that it can be done and giving them that opportunity and to use your own words, showing some leadership and how they can positively impact their own life's journeys too by sharing your own. So that is just what a cool full circle moment to be able to share this on a stage, on a podcast, through your one-on-one conversations, but that you and your husband have made this trajectory together. Yeah, absolutely. And it honestly started with a podcast, Molly. So we sat on our couch uh, six years ago and listened to a podcast that our friend Andrew had sent us. And it was a husband and wife. They had, um, I think, between them, like six businesses. So they were um, entrepreneurs and they talked through how they planned a yearly retreat for each other. So they would go on like a long three-day weekend somewhere and they would work through questions and they would schedule out vacations and different things that they wanted to do. And they would set goals for themselves and for their family. And 
we sat on the couch and I scribbled notes on a yellow tablet that night. And we scheduled time probably a week later to discuss, you know, what are our one-year goals? What are our five-year goals? And we never had start businesses on <laughs> um, on that goal, but our goal was to move. And so we started having conversations around, okay, um, Shane was working in public policy for the Missouri Corn Growers at that time. And um, it was located where our state capital is, which is two hours from where we are now. And so we had to start having difficult conversations to explore what the options were. And that was pre-2020. So remote work was not nearly as accepted as it is now. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we like to say in our business, opportunity forces innovation. And so we, our opportunity was to move, um, to live in the country and live near family. And so we had to get innovative. <laughs> And um, Shane, actually, he um, started a real estate business. So he focuses on internet auctions here in Missouri. And um, he's also the executive director of a nonprofit that protects the use of the Missouri River for um, commercial like agriculture uses. And so um, it's nice that he also gets to wear that leadership hat where he's managing an organization as an exec but then also is more integrated with the work that I'm doing. So yeah, we did not plan six years ago that this is how this would look, but it's turned out better than we could have planned. I often think back to when you are in a place, it's so interesting to look behind you at all of the different experiences of your life and kind of see them as stepping stones to where you are today. And in the moment, it doesn't always make sense. But when you can see it, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. when you can see it from that perspective, it's like, that's why I had to go through this season. That was the lesson that I had to extract. That was the skill that I needed to learn that I had. That was the big change that I needed to make. Otherwise, I would not be where I am today. And in your stories, and I would guess that a lot of your clients have these stepping stone moments too, so that you guys can work together to help them make that next step. Absolutely. Yes. Anything that you've gone through, any job can transfer a skill that you can use um, to something in the future. And you're right. It's exciting to be able to look back in retrospect. I know that in the moment, sometimes those experiences <laughs> or challenges are less um, exciting, but yeah, having that hindsight is always helpful. So if someone is listening and we already have that core values discussion and those questions that you shared with us that they can ask themselves, but if we have someone who's listening and they are like, okay, I, I've done the self-awareness, I've kind of gone through and I have the, I've kind of figured out what's working, what's not, what are like a couple of tips that you can share with them before they take another step? So we've got the self-awareness. What would be the next step? Would it be working with a coach like yourself? Would it be taking an action? Is there, what does the next phase of that process look like? Yeah. So um, I'm glad that we start with self-awareness because that's a top indicator of leadership success. So always, always, always self-awareness. Um, yeah. I think having, establishing a rhythm or a routine where you are 
checking in either with yourself or with a coach is helpful to establish what those next steps should be. So don't mistake movement for progress is Mm. a piece of advice that I heard when I was probably 20 from a boss who I was interning for at the Missouri Capitol. And I'll tell you, 20-year-old Whitney did not appreciate that advice because I wanted to do as much as I possibly could. I wanted to be involved in all of the things. But 35-year-old Whitney thinks don't mistake movement for progress is a wonderful um, soundtrack to have on repeat. And so working with a coach is a great way to make sure that what you're working on is moving the needle forward and not just keeping you busy. So um, Shane and I both are trying to be vigilant against action faking in our Mm -hmm. business and in our lives where, you know, we're researching something, but not actually taking action on it or where we're busying ourselves with something that we enjoy and we're procrastinating something that maybe feels scarier or bigger or harder. Uh, And so I definitely think having a coach as your next step is a great idea. The bottom line is make sure that you are living this out daily because so many people will go to an event and hear a speaker or listen to a podcast or have a team meeting and really feel good about it. But if it's not integrated, back to that word, if we're not integrating it into our daily actions and in the small moments of life, then we're not actually living out anything different than before. So I always am really interested in helping clients have daily impact in the work that they're doing or the growth that they're having. That daily impact cannot be underestimated either because it's those little wins that give you the like, oh, I can do this because I've done it two days in a row. I think I can do day three. It gives you that momentum that you're going to need. And I also think it helps break down something that can seem so big, like making a big life change or making a big career transition. And break it down into like these little bite-sized actions that make it seem more manageable. And I think that all of our conversation today about core values, about showing some leadership, about really being reflective and aligning your action, all of that is so important to do on a smaller scale so that you can get it to that bigger scale that you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. The group we were with this weekend, um, we were telling them, Uh, You know, for us, when we set the one-year goals and the five-year goals, we made a commitment every Sunday night when the kids were in bed, we would look at our week and we would plan anything out for the week that was just on the schedule. And then we would look at those goals and we would identify what are the next steps that we can work towards. So you're just inching that needle forward, right? James Clear says it's a 1% everyday increase. And so um, it's the same with these goals. You are committing weekly to revisit them because I think so many of us have these big goals, but if we don't revisit them and talk about them, and I will tell you, I mean, working with your spouse on these is so important because you've got to have ownership and commitment from each other to be able to push things forward. Mm. This is so intriguing. And I know we just have like skimmed the surface today because this is like very like high level talking about leadership and careers. 
But I think some of these are going to be very impactful for those of us who are listening. And a coach like you who can hold people accountable and give them perspective and expertise is invaluable for those who are looking to make that next step in their life. So if there is someone listening and they are looking for someone to walk next to them along this next season, how can they get in touch with you and Shane at Kinney Consulting? Yes. So WhitneyKinney.com is still the website. We are on LinkedIn and um, Instagram. So I can give you those links to be in the show notes, but yeah, definitely reach out to us. And um, we'd love to hear more about your story because everyone is coming from such a unique space that you can Google and you can try to, you know, DIY these kinds of things, but you save so much time and energy to have a real person walk you through it who's been there and done that and who's walked hundreds of other professionals through it too. So I always say it's saving you time and energy so that you kind of get that easy button because the last thing people want to do once they've gotten home from work and their kids are asleep is spend time on these sorts of things. So if you can make it more efficient and effective for yourself, (laughs) we would love to be able to help you. So definitely reach out. I love that you said that because, okay, so we end every interview with what I call the small talk round. It's just like a Uh few off the cuff questions. And one of them was going to be, what's the biggest advantage of working with a coach? And you already answered (laughs) that because it does save you time. It saves you time and it brings in someone's outside perspective, which is so crucial. And I also like to point out that in these larger corporations that we know, like just through our culture, people inside those organizations are working with coaches all the time. And one of the things that I do think is an advantage of our modern technology and social media is that it's so much easier for people who are in small business to connect with coaches like yourself and get that support as they grow. And so anybody who's listening, I think it's important to have someone next to you in a coaching capacity to help you as you grow. Absolutely. When Shane and I first, well, when I started this business, he was my board of director. He was my board of one. And we laughed because neither of us had business experience at that point. You know, we we are um, subject matter experts, but we certainly hadn't filed for an LLC or done any of the like businessy things before. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of the blind leading the blind. And it was it was such a relief when um, we both had our own business coaches because it became apparent that, okay, great. What I can accomplish in 30 with minutes with my business coach is saving me four hours of pretty terrible brainstorming <laughs> with Shane. <laughs> Nothing against him. He just has other areas of expertise. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Um, okay. So are you okay with doing a couple of quick questions yeah, before we wrap up? Perfect. All right. Number one, I know that like we've talked a lot about intangible aspects of navigating life changes, career changes, things like that. What is one big like tactical action that someone can take if they are going to pursue a career change? That might be a hard one to answer. (laughs) Yeah. So if a client comes to me and they want a career change, I want to make sure that they have established a presence on LinkedIn because that is where they are going to provide social proof that they are who they say they are. And so it's just one of those nice details that helps me 
showcase who they are as a professional and the skills that they have. And so there are easy ways to be able to connect with people that you're already um, familiar with and um, make sure that you're telling your story about your career adequately. And if you're on LinkedIn already, here's a tip for you. Make sure that you update your headline and it's not just your current job title. So I have, um, for example, I'll have a lot of former teachers or current teachers who want to make a change. And so on LinkedIn, they haven't used it because they haven't had to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on LinkedIn, it'll just say, you know, like K-12 teacher. I want you to update that headline. You can revise it. There's a little logo on your profile and a pencil and you click that. And I want you to change that to have keywords for the kinds of positions that you want to pursue. And this is especially important for remote roles because these are companies that are hiring based on online interactions. And so um, if you've got questions about that, feel free to send me a note. I'll be glad to take a look at your headline and give you some feedback. This is a great tactical tip. In my head, as you're explaining all this, I'm like, I don't even know the last time I logged into my LinkedIn. So I need to go freshen it up too. I will do that right after this. But that's you know a what? great LinkedIn tip. Is, LinkedIn is great for business owners too. Mm, it's, I, it's honestly, yeah, it's, it's underutilized um, in a lot of ways. That's what I was just going to say. I was going to say, I don't use it as much as I should. I have a presence. I know that it's important. I have focused my attention on other platforms, but more recently, especially as like, I'm thinking about, okay, what could be the next step for MKM? If I do want to pursue speaking, or I do want to pursue consulting, I think your point about LinkedIn as a professional connecting platform is crucial because I've seen other social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram being great for public facing. But if we are looking for more of those professional opportunities, LinkedIn is where it's at. It sure is. And it's pretty unforgiving. And while it's not as fun as any of the other social medias, it's not very daunting either. If you just treat it for what it is, don't be intimidated by it at all. Mm, I love that. Uh, Okay. Question number two, if you could go anywhere this year, travel-wise, personal, um, where would you go? Uh, anywhere with the ocean. I mm-hmm. am a beach girl. So, um, the first thing that popped into my mind was Italy, uh, because Shane and I went to Italy pre-kids. Um, but yeah, anywhere with the ocean. How about you, Molly? Where would you go? I, well, okay. So I would love to go back to Hawaii. We went there for our honeymoon and it's been a long, long time. Um, I won't say how many years, but I've always thought about going back. Um, And then I was actually in a discussion earlier today with a couple of other women. And one of them is traveling to Morocco next month. And she was talking about all these cool things that she's going to do. I was like, that sounds really interesting. And so now that might be on my bucket list. I don't know about for this year, but sometime. (laughs) I know the travel question. I'm like, where do I not want to (laughs) go? Right? There's so many places to to see. Oh, I know. Right. All right. Last question. When you are working at your desk, what are two things that we can always find within arm's reach? Oh, this is fun. So um, one is this little squishy unicorn that um, was like a party favor that my son gave to his preschool class last year and he had extras. And so he gave it to me. So I am always 
squishing and fidgeting with mm-hmm. this. And then I have a um, bundle of rubber cords that um, is from a bungee jump in New Zealand because um, when Shane and I were in college, before we were ever dating, um, we went on study abroad to New Zealand and I went bungee jumping off of this mountainside in New Zealand. And so when I got back to the like gift shop area, I didn't buy a t-shirt. I bought a souvenir segment of rubber cords. And it's just like um, hundreds of what you would find inside the elastic, your hair tie. And I kept it. I bought it because I pictured myself telling the story because it was such a moving experience. I was very, very nervous. And it was one of the first times that I truly felt like I put all of my trust in God. And I was like, I'm not trusting this, you know, bundle of rubber cords. I'm fully trusting that God will protect me and keep me safe. And that might sound crazy, but in my body, that was the like most trusting I had ever felt. And that Mm. moment for my faith was really pivotal as a 22 year old. And um, so, yeah, when I got back, I was like, I have to buy that, you know, little piece of rubber cord. And so I keep it on my desk to remind myself how scared I felt in that moment and that God took care of me and that I can trust him no matter what. I love that story. Do you take that like as, uh, as something you share at speaking events? You know, I never have. I, in the last week or two, I was like, I think it's time for me to start sharing that story. Um, so yeah, it's not something that I've used yet, but yeah, I definitely think it's something that's going to be coming soon. Mm. You heard it here first. I, okay. I have so (laughs) many ideas after we hit, after we stop the recording, I'm going to be like, this is what you need to do. But Whitney, (laughs) thank you so much for your time today and all of the gifts that you shared with us, all of the insights. This is going to be a pivotal episode for so many of our listeners. And I just appreciate everything. Awesome. It was great to talk to you, Molly. If if any part of our story can help other people, that's what we want to be able to do. Thank you so much. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.